0: 816 landing suppression on target. That's why I see him in the shot. Shot or no shot with Captain J. Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. That's why I see him in the shot. Good morning and welcome in to the Cap'n J. Hood morning show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Now time for Shot or No Shot. And it's brought to you by...
1: ESPN Bet, now live in Illinois. Sign up today. New users get $100 in bonus bets with any sportsbook. That we say good morning. This is J.W. Norley.
2: All right. Good morning, boys. On a, what's today, Tuesday? I'm, I'm out of my mind. you back here. Yes. How are we
0: doing? We're doing great. And the reason why we're doing great is because coming up at 9.15 within the framework of our show, we will hear from Ryan Poles. Uh, he'll have his press conference in Indianapolis, the side of the Combine. That's at 9.15 also we ask you to always go to our YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, you're in the right spot, youtube.com. Go to the ESPN Chicago channel or the ESPN Chicago app and hear from Matt Ibraflus uh, from Indianapolis as well. We'll keep reminding you, but if you're looking for your exclusive Bears uh, front office, you know, GM and head coach, you can keep it right here on the Home of the Bears, ESPN 1000 and all of our channels. Um, by the way, just based on what, <laughs> what Shay did with, that, with his own ether on um, Marvin Harrison, He's lit up the phone lines, himself. <laughs> See these lines lit right here. Yeah, this they're not they're unscreened because we're got to go into shot or no shot. But this is the reaction to Shea, <laughs> pretty much holding up a mirror to these people about you know how they how they analyze a, a wide receiver versus analyzing a quarterback.
1: So my buddy just texted pretty me. Pretty funny.
0: Tell Shea that was spectacularly well done. Yes. 'Cause people don't want to see themselves or what they are in the mirror. Correct. That's exactly what That's what Shay just did. just held held it up as like, Hey, by the way, all these question marks you have about Caleb Williams, here's Mar- here's Marvin Harrison. Okay? And, and and so now what? Now what are you gonna say? See how that narrative changes? Yep. Here's Shay Norley. Shay
2: I don't want to get started with shot or no shot. Uh, Peter King retired yesterday by some people are calling it a bombshell, predicting the Bears will trade the number one pick in the draft. So, I have compiled three potential offers that have been reported somewhere, and you can tell me shot or no shot for each of them. I want to be clear. This is not shot or no shot. The Bears will do it. It's shot or no shot. You would do it. Okay. Shot or no shot. Bears trade number one pick to Washington for the number two pick, second round pick number 40 this year, and a first round pick next year.
0: No. No shot. That's a no shot. And that's you said, Washington, right? Yep. That's a no shot. Uh, I would imagine, Cap Washington, good you know, decent defense. I expect them to be in the top ten of the draft again next year, don't you? Washington, okay. even with Quinn, you still need offensive firepower. I got to figure out who's their who's their long term answer quarterback. Will Co- that will that be May? Could that be? They McCarthy? now that they
1: got rid of Sweat. Chase Young, they moved a lot. They cleaned everything. They're probably going to be in the top ten.
0: Probably. Top five, maybe? Is that too much? So I'm, I'm thinking about that other draft pick. I, it's a no shot, but I'm wondering what that uh, first round pick next year looks like. That's probably a top five pick. Yeah, I don't know about top five, but top ten for sure. Okay. So next one.
2: Yeah, I think the feeling is you can get more if you trade further back. So let's do that. This was uh, Mike Tannenbaum. Bears trade number one pick to Giants for number six pick. Their second round pick, pick 39. First and second round picks next year and Kayvon Thibodeau.
1: No shot. Thank you. Pass.
2: Wow. That was a
1: quick fire. I'm taking the freaking quarterback if he checks every box. There
0: is no offer you could make to no, me. No, no. Just go, back, but go through it again, though, with the, the Giants, okay?
2: Yeah, All you right. get the sixth pick, their Six. second-round pick, Six. number 39, yep. first and second-round picks next year, and Kayvon Thibodeau.
0: Yeah. No. Thank you. Pass. What sales picks look like next year for the Giants, okay? That's a... As...
2: I think what's scary is you, you feel like if you give the Giants their quarterback, they there's a chance... They could be good, right? Like, not good, but win eight, nine games if they hit on quarterback. They won a road playoff game a year ago. With an awful quarterback.
0: So, there you go. It, oh, okay. So, you know, are you saying they they get rid of or bench Jones for whoever the, the incumbent would be, the next quarterback, Shea? Um Or he, wouldn't he be behind
2: boy. Jones? I, would be, would you by- try to find a way to trade Danny Dimes in that case? Like, if you... Get up to number one and take Caleb. I don't think you're starting Danny Dimes in front of Caleb.
0: No. No, you're not. It's, it's, so yeah, it's a no shot for me. What's the next one? All right, this was
2: Peter King. Okay. Bears trade number one pick to Washington for the same deal as above. Number two pick, second round pick this year, and a first round pick next year. They then trade number two to Atlanta for number eight. Their second-round pick this year and their first and second-round picks next year. It would give them a total of nine picks in the first two rounds of this year's and next year's drafts. Shot or no shot?
1: No shot. Thank you. Pass. Too deep
0: into the draft, though.
2: So I give you... You're picking eight and nine this year, and then you have uh, two second-round picks this year and five picks next year, your own, both their first and both their seconds.
0: Am I keeping Justin in that scenario? Sounds like I am. Well, yeah, you're not drafting a quarterback then. I, mean, I get one, but, I mean, it's down the track now.
2: Yeah, you're picking eight and nine. The yeah. best of the best picks are gone. Mm-hmm. You're going to end up with, like, a Dunze and McCarthy.
0: A Dunze and Bo Nix wouldn't be that. Yeah, I will pass. No <laughs> shot. Thank you. I hope Bo Nix is going to be good because we haven't talked enough about him, and you haven't, um, haven't scoured him yet, Shay. Will that even come up between now and then? I'm sure it yeah, will.
2: Yeah, we got like six weeks left. Yeah, I'll, I'll take care of Bo Nix too.
0: Somehow, some way, I think that that's going to be a name that we're going to be like, we focused on, and rightfully so, we're focused on the number one pick. I got a feeling that Bo Nix is going to be a pretty above average pro.
2: I think he has a low ceiling. Uh, a little teaser on, like I watched a lot of him. I watched a lot yeah. of Oregon football, so I'm coming in with a bias already. But mm-hmm. low ceiling, uh could be maybe the best rookie just in the sense that I think he's spent the most time in college he's played the most games he's seen the most football he probably can adjust quicker than most but I don't think he's got any special trait
0: just don't see him being overwhelmed coming in he's kind of like a Kirk Cousins type to me be fair very steady that's a no shot though cap there's a lot there that you'd be getting but that's a no shot and a lot of moving parts there you're setting up Atlanta's franchise aren't you
1: yeah, I, I'm again. I'll say for the nine millionth time: If every box gets checked, Ryan Poles is taking the top quarterback. If he has doubts, then he'll trade. But I think every box is going to be checked, and I think he's taking Caleb Williams and Halle freaking Louie.
0: All right, Shay. what else do we have?
2: All right, DJ Moore talked about Justin Fields and what he wants in the draft yesterday to NFL media. I still
0: still don't think uh, they compare to Justin right now. I'm going to say, yeah, we could add
3: another receiver. They got some real talented ones. Uh, I know uh, Marvin, so no, that would be a choice of mine. But uh, any of those guys that uh, are the big names I've seen and uh, really like.
2: So there you have it. D.J. Moore still doesn't think any of the quarterbacks compare to Justin Fields right now. Wants Marvin Harrison. Shot or no shot. The Bears should seriously take D.J. Moore's opinion into consideration. Wow. No (laughs) shot. No Uh, shot. You you don't like D.J. Moore now, huh? I love D.J. Moore.
1: Glad he's on our team. I hope they
2: extend (laughs) his contract. Boy, the aggregators would have been on it without that. Yeah, (laughs) man. I had to help save you from yourself there, Cappy. Yeah. Thank you. Awful announcing. Um,
1: What? Look. What is he supposed to say? Yeah, you know what? I've been spending the last two weeks breaking down tape. I'd take Caleb Williams, too. Of course he's not going to say that. God. Mommy, make it stop. Although it's great content. What can she do about it? My mom's gone, so
0: not a lot. You done now? Love you, Mom. You done? I'm done. I still, I still don't think uh, they compare to Justin right now.
2: That's about Dang. as
1: dumb as when I was at Northern Illinois as a basketball coach. They fired Coach McDougal and they had our players, who I love dearly, interview the final three candidates. Why? Well, we'd like their opinion who they'd like to play for. Most of them graduate in two years. You morons! Who cares what the players want?
0: They're not. They're twenty years old. What do they know? What a they know good head nothing. coach is? Yeah, nothing. Okay, dumb. Okay, let's administrators. Be careful, people that can't coach. Thank you, uh, Shay. Oh, hold on, I'mus. I, I would say that <laughs> just, just be careful. <laughs> dumb ass players. No, uh, just, I al- see the headlines. Al-
2: David Kaplan in Chicago calls DJ Moore dumb. I can already see him. <laughs> oh, I I'm didn't just say trying that. to help
0: us out. I didn't. We say don't need that. that again. Yeah, we don't. Eleven after the hour. I'mus morning program. Well, that DJ War is a dumbass. <laughs> Hey, what do you, Charles McCord with us? Good morning, Mr. McCord, how are you? No, Cap, here's, here's DJ Moore's been saying this the entire time. Because he's supporting his guy. Yes. Because as far as he knows, D, that as far as he knows, he thinks that Justin Fields is going to be the quarterback next year, and so he's going to support his guy. Could you imagine if he did the opposite? That's what I just said to you. Yeah, know, if yeah it, what if?
1: Yeah, i breaking down all this tape, and we got to <laughs> take Caleb, man. He's way better than Justin Oh. Please. And as one of our loyal listeners, Chris O'Neill on Twitter, he yes. listens to us every day. Yeah, He just tweeted at us. If all these teams are willing to trade everything to get Caleb Williams, why would the Bears that need a franchise quarterback for decades trade that opportunity? This makes
0: no effing sense to me. Hashtag Bears. Yeah. <laughs> swerve on them, bro. Everyone wants Caleb Williams, but not us. Nope. We're going to find the best running back out there. We're going to swerve everybody. No, you're not. The number
1: one pick, the Chicago Bears <laughs> select
2: running back. Yeah. What? Oh, my, can you imagine? <laughs> I, I think I'd be, I, I might actually die on the spot. <laughs> like, launching, I, I just might expire on the spot. Well, Carmen Yerkwood. Yes. They're selecting safety. I'm like, oh.
0: <laughs>
1: we just felt he was too good to pass up at one.
0: Well... I think a running back is really the hallmark of the Chicago Bears. I want you to get a running back. And the same mold as Sayers and Peyton. And, of course, the great Sid Benson. Huh? (laughs) I mean, seriously, Cap. Wow. Seriously. Yeah. I want an ultra back like Raymond. You want what? (laughs) I mean, Seriously. That's I mean, the old Bears. I mean,
1: it is literally laughable.
0: That, well, that's the old Bears. That's the they old Bears. They, they would have stuck their beak in there. It's like, you know what? This is running back you. You got a good running back in the No, there's no running backs in the draft. I saw one here in the paper. This is the one I like. I like this young man from Concordia. <laughs> 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 it's, thank God Poles is there to be able to... Preside over this thing. Keep the McCaskies out. get your
1: steps in. You're looking a little thick. Oh. I've got work to do. Okay, my brother.
0: <laughs> have a good day. She runs away. God. Uh, and if they would have hired hi, Raheem Morris, that would have been so good. All oh, right. If they, <laughs> that's, you completely keep him out. Out. Not even in the door. Beep. Beep. My key card isn't working. What you doing, man? Just trying to come in the facility. Back door. Correct. <laughs> could Brother. You, could you imagine that? That's what I would have liked, Cap. Just uh-huh. to keep the McCaskies completely out of the picture. Be there for the
1: new stadium. We got the team on the field. Correct. We so bought you a condo in Naples. We're good. Enjoy. Uh, well, uh I'm off to Florida. Well, uh, <laughs> keep
0: on keeping on. <laughs> I mean, seriously, keep them uh-huh. out, Cap. Oh let let the brothers work. That's God. what I'm saying. Wow. Shay, kid, do we have one more?
2: Uh, very quickly, yes. Jesse Rogers told us yesterday. Even after signing Cody Bellinger, the Bears could still have the space to go. And, or the Bears, boy, oh boy, the Cubs yeah. could still have the space to go and get Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman's going to play safety for the Bears. Okay. Chapman could uh, be in a play to take a similar deal to Cody Bellinger, short term, multiple opt outs to offset the inability to get a long-term deal this year. I think it's a little less likely he does that because he's already older. But shot or no shot, the Cubs should go and get Chapman.
0: That's a shot. That is a shot. You can use an upgrade. I like the short thing versus the question mark. I don't want Morrell to look like Dunstan in the early years and have 30 errors over there in the corner. He's a good athlete, man. He doesn't need to be because what happens is – If he screws up at third, if he gets a line share at the time at third cap and he's not smooth over there, that'll that'll go to the plate with him. It will. All of a sudden now he's not hitting well, he's not fielding well. I want him to be that jubilant young player for the Cubs that keeps everything going. You need a guy like that in the locker room to just play well. He's always going to have ebbs and flows, but you don't want to have a bad glove out there to affect his bat. That's good analysis right there, pal. It is, but... (laughs) <laughs> the difference between you
1: and I, you want more veteran-type guys. I want to let more kids play as long as I've got really good supporting cast around them.
0: I want good defense if I'm a Cub fan because you're not, you're not hitting the hell out of the baseball cap. So if nothing else, keep the games close by being playing airtight defense. They were third in the National League in scoring. And where did that get you? One game short because they dropped the ball. That and $2 gets you on the L.
1: They didn't add enough at the deadline just in the bullpen. You. Otherwise, they're there.
0: Now, now your watch thinks you have a heart attack.
1: It just said, did you have a fall? No, it did not.
0: <laughs> You're not upset. The alert's <laughs> <Not laughs> going off. What's the ambulance doing out here? <laughs> wow. Because he, I'm talking about the Cubs, and now his heart rate's up. I'm just like defense matters to me when you're not I you can give me those numbers all you want. It's not good enough. You need more. You don't have a you don't have a big star. You don't have multiple big boppers in there more than two. I mean, and so that's why your defense has to be tight, man. Tight. It is tight. It's not tight. Oh, my God. We got a gold glove shortstop. A Gold
1: Glove finalist at second, a Gold Glove center fielder in Bellinger, a two-time Gold Glove winner in left field,
0: Pete Crow. Give him some time. Got to play the kids.
1: Is Belly going to play center or first base? I think he starts the season at center field. That's my prediction. What about the kids? And I was listening yesterday to the Fine Waddle and Sylvie program. They had Boog Shambi on yesterday. Mm -hmm. And they asked him about how they think they use... Cody Bellinger and uh, Book Ksambi feels the exact same way. The start of the year he's in center field. Pete Crow starts in AAA. Oh. And Michael Bush opens at first. He said then you could see potentially Cody slide over to first, Bush DH and Pete, Pete Crow. Crow Armstrong in center as the season goes on.
0: Well, without kidding with you. Pete Crow needs some at bats, so put him in the minors until you're ready to give him some meaningful at bats. Yeah, now if yeah. he
1: crushes spring training, you're like, that guy's ready to be our everyday uh, center fielder, go for it.
0: Around the NFL is next on Cap and Jay Hood.
1: Cap and Jay Hood are back.
0: Just when I thought I was out. They pull me back in.
1: On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Nick
3: Bull sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's answer you looking for on these things here? Uh,
0: To go around the National Football League here on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN One Thousand, reminding you we'll hear from Ryan Poles, the general manager for the Bears, coming up at nine fifteen. Albert Breer is scheduled to be with us in our next half hour, but right now around the NFL, here's Shea Orling. Shea,
2: all right, I want to get started with some of the combine rumors as everybody gathers in Indianapolis. We're hearing more and more from what these teams are planning to do this offseason. Who knows if any of it's true, but it's all worth talking about. I want to start with the Arizona Cardinals. Yesterday on social media tweeted a photo of Kyler Murray with the caption, Our Franchise Quarterback. If you remember back in 2017, this is the same thing they posted about then-quarterback Josh Rosen, who they got rid of. What is the point in posting this? Why do you have to double down on a guy you already have and have paid?
1: So, is it to say, with a big beacon on it, Woo, woo! The <laughs> number four pick is for sale? Is he mentally needing the boost, the pat on the back? That's our franchise quarterback. Or is it the same nonsense that happened here when a social media person working for the Bears put QB1 for Andy Dalton and Paul, or Pace and Neggie get a call? Uh, you're not going to like this, but social media put out QB1, and they went nuts. Why would you do that? Yep. What is the upside? So I don't know. Is football ops involved
0: in this? I can't believe it. Did he unfollow the team? He's still following. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a thing. Never, never find I don't know why that was. Franchise QB. Odd, right? Odd. I mean, I think that's already a given, but why do you have to reinforce that on social media? Unless there's something going on that we don't know. What do you think, Shay? I
2: I don't know what they do. The Arizona Cardinals are mystifying to me. Yes, I never know what the plan is. <laughs> they have a pick in the top five. Could they take a quarterback? Absolutely, they could. Why? Like, I can't rule that out. They owe a lot of money to Kyler Murray. I'm sure a team in the NFL somewhere, <clears throat> Pittsburgh, might be willing oh. to trade you for Kyler Murray. Like, I'm just not a fan. I, why would they tweet this right now? Yeah. It makes no sense. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, the whole NFL team's social media, I don't understand. I, it never makes sense to me why the social media teams are allowed to put stuff out like that right now.
0: Unless the Arizona Cardinals said, yes, you can put that out there. It's not like you're just going just haywire like the New Orleans Pelicans going after Stephen A. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't think, I think that's rogue. But Arizona did that, I think, uh, for a reason. From from an office standpoint.
2: So you think football ops got involved? Yeah,
0: I do. Put this out.
2: Yep. So every team in the league looks at it and goes, oh, that's Morse code. That's the same thing they did with Josh Rosen. (laughs) Let me get on the phone. (laughs) Josh Rosen. All right. What's next, sir? Uh, Report from Minnesota that has been labeled, quote, credible. Mm Mm-hmm. Minnesota could trade Justin Jefferson and the 11th pick to New England for the third pick in the draft, where they would select Jaden Daniels to be their future quarterback.
0: I wouldn't do that.
2: I would not do that. Listen, if I'm the Patriots, you couldn't get me off the phone quick enough. I'll get it. (laughs) I'm driving my ass to Minnesota picking Jefferson up. No
0: question. No question. But on the other end, no. I would not do that deal. Jaden Daniels? No. Would not do that. There's some people that love Jaden Daniels. Uh,
1: I, I haven't watched enough of him to give you an intelligent breakdown of him.
0: Are they trying to unplug the franchise because they're kind of like in in the middle?
2: Yeah, I think. Th- look, you're in the middle, and you have to spend a lot of money to keep the pieces that have put you in the middle. So, why would you go? Let's get more expensive for the same pieces. And by the way, you're paying for what they've done, not what they will do. Mm-hmm. When you could go, let's just unplug this, recoup as many assets as possible, get a young quarterback, and see what happens.
0: Yeah, because the Lions, are the you know where they're going. The Packers are going to be a perennial playoff team. The Bears are on the rise. That's the hope, right, from three to seven wins. And then Minnesota just, just floating out there, Cap. Correct, but the, the difference is we said that about Tampa. Boy,
1: that team's tanking. And guess what? They want a playoff game and almost beat the Lions in Detroit to go to the NFC title game.
0: But you heard what Shea said about the money, though. That does matter. Like, Cousins and, and Jefferson, big ticket items for the Vikings. So what do you want to do there? And, and it's almost, there's a similarity to, like, what the Bears were before Poles got here. You've got a couple of guys in which you can't get over the hump. It's good, but is it good enough? Do you have enough capital to be able to add on? Do you have enough draft picks to be able to add on for you to be close to Detroit or surpass Green Bay? But every single team
1: got a bunch more money in cap space. Yes. It's not like only the
0: Bears did. Everybody did. I'm just asking, are you winning with them enough that you are a strong contender in the NFC? And the answer is no. And
2: despite every team getting a lot more money in cap space, you still have to guarantee the cash. And that that's the part that Minnesota might not want to do, is give all of that cash to Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson, two guys who are good but have kept them right in the fringe playoff berth and loss or not making the playoffs at all territory. Are you really going to commit? An average of $100 million in cash to two guys, average of $80 million in cash to those two guys who might just keep you in the middle or you want to unplug this thing and get as many future assets as you can. Boy, I'll tell you what, though. That NFC is wide
1: open. Wide open. You're telling me that... Is it? I believe it's wide open. You're telling me that the NFC is not. The AFC, okay, Uh, Kansas City, obviously. Baltimore? Buffalo, there's some really good football teams over there.
0: Well, your favorites again is going to be San Francisco. Rams are better. Dallas, Detroit. Yep. Green Bay. Green Bay. Yeah. There's like, five, but there's no team there. You go, unbeatable. Philly. They'll be in the in the mix yeah. again.
2: But there's no team that you go, is unbeatable. Yeah, but that's been true for a few years. And Minnesota's been running in the middle for all of them. How good
1: would Minnesota been if Cousins doesn't go down? They might have won the division.
0: Eh, now with can't Detroit in it, yeah. Now with Detroit in it, that was a juggernaut, man. You know that they were. They finished seven and ten. Okay, so what? Like two more wins. Let's not
2: forget either. They did when Cousins well, they was healthy. Four
0: different quarterbacks.
2: But when Cousins was healthy, it's not like they were playing lights out football either. They started the season zero and four. They were what three and five when he got hurt.
0: C- Cap, you know how these teams do it now. It's like if we can't get over the hump. And we are barely getting to the playoffs and we're spinning through the nose with a quarterback and wide receiver. It's kind of like okay, so where are we going here with this?
1: Okay, and you're telling me if you go to Justin Jefferson correctly with yeah. the right deal, but you don't bring back cousins, but you get a quarterback in the draft or in the draft. Okay. You're telling me that Justin Jefferson isn't gonna sign that deal.
2: No, and you know why? Because Tyreek Hill. Can't. Tell you, this is the way these position markets work. Tyreek Hill got paid what he got paid. Justin Jefferson and his representation both should be looking at it like I'm better than that dude. I want more money. Than okay,
1: and well, what if the Vikings say, Done?
2: You can have it. Well, then he'll stay in Minnesota. I don't I mean, He's
0: twenty four years of age. Why am I trading him? No, I understand your point, but you know, the the athlete, Justin Jefferson, does not want to be Larry Fitzgerald. And in, in which you're stuck in one spot and you can't get over the hump. Imagine a young quarterback in that spot now with the Vikings. Even though Jefferson is a big target, one of the best, if not the best wide receiver in the National Football League. But who's going to get him the ball? Yeah, That does matter. No
1: question. And I think they'll figure that part of it out. They'll have a plan. But if I own that team, that dude's not 31 now. He's 24. I agree. Uh, he's the best receiver in the NFL. Sorry, not trade
0: I would I would ask for the Vikings to put down their abacus and their slide rule and all their analytics and put some ball players in there, and let's go, because they're so into the analytics and this player that player. That's where they are now under this new regime. How about putting some athletes in there and compete with Green Bay? Because you're saying like if Cousins stays healthy, okay, then they're as good as Green Bay, possibly nine wins, but they still get bounced. They would. Detroit? Detroit, Detroit was that much better. Detroit's a better team, right? Damn right, no they are. question about it. So, Dallas better, San Francisco better. Okay. I mean, the Rams are, are going to be a better ball club. I, I'm surprised at the ten and seven record. Did not expect that from the Rams. Did not. That guy can coach. Yeah, yeah, yes, he can. Uh, Albert Breer with the latest around the NFL. With him from Indianapolis on Cap and Jay Hood.
1: Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports.
0: Hello. Football on ESPN 1000. Hello,
1: Bert. Albert Breer. Hey, Bert. Senior NFL writer for SI.com joins Cap and Jay Hood. Bert's it. What? You're it, Bert. On ESPN 1000. Well, what do you mean
0: I'm it? We well, see, that's the game. I just tagged you, and you're it until you tag somebody else. Albert Breer. No, no, I'm not playing a game. I'm reading, Ernie, and I'm not it. Okay. On Chicago's Home for Sports. What bird is it? Albert Breer from Monday Morning Quarterback and SI.com is in Indianapolis at the Combine, and he's on the hotline. Car X, Tire, and Auto Hotline.
1: Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Let's go, Mike.
0: We call
3: the good morning, Albert. How are you? I'm good. How you guys doing? We're doing. Something going on there, right? Awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> we got Ryan
1: Poles coming up in a half hour about on the show here live. We're going to carry it from Indy. So our question is, what do you expect him to say today? Can he say anything?
3: I think he'll probably be coy. That would be my guess. We'll be like They're still going through the process and that. Um, you know, like there's obviously this, uh, this uh, decision to be made on Justin. There's a decision to be made on the pick. Um, you know, and I think, like, what, what behooves the Bears right now is to sort of swing the gates open and say, all right, like, anybody who has anything to offer us, whether it's the pick, whether it's, you know, whether it's for the pick, whether it's for Justin, um, we're open for business, you know, and that'll allow them to get a full picture of it. But, guys, I think, you know, I, like, at this point, they've done enough background work on Caleb Williams. They'll meet with him this week um, where they're going to have an idea of what they're going to do, but you'd be selling yourself short if you didn't come here and announce to the world that all options are on the table and just at the very least see what's out there, both for Justin Fields and both for the number one overall pick
0: from who you've talked to Albert. Um, how many teams are out there that would say, yeah, we like Justin Fields to start right away, well, not to compete, but to be the starter right away?
3: I don't think it's like a massive number, but that goes for a lot of guys that would be in that position. That You know, when you go down a list of teams, hoodie, you can start taking them off pretty quick. You know what I mean? Like, there are obviously the absolutely knows, which is like Buffalo and Kansas City and the Chargers and the Ravens and, <clears throat> you know, the Rams, so... You know, you can go down the list of those teams and then you go down the list and you see, all right, there well there's this team and this team and this team that took a quarterback in the first round in the last few years. And um, you know, you, you you start to get to the point where it's like, Okay, so how many are there actually left? Like there are teams in the position the Bears were, you know, two years ago, where they had just taken Justin Fields and they were coming off this rookie year and they had a new coach coming in and so um, I I would think it'd be a handful or less, but you don't you only need a couple, you know, to drum up a market. And um, look, like I, I know people in that Bears building really like Justin Fields, and, and they really think he can play. It's just you know a matter of the unique opportunity that's in front of them to to go and get a generational talent.
1: Yeah, and it's not just the talent, as we keep going through, and I read all your stuff, and as we do all our research. The financial ramifications of what Caleb will allow you to do, besides the fact yep. that they think he's better, it's just a massive move for the organization and a shot of adrenaline.
3: Right, right. I mean, I, I think, and you, you have to think. I mean, like, let's look at this from you know a practical standpoint too. Like, if you're Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles, you know, real life here, like your job security. If you know, like, if you go six and ten, and Justin Fields is your, or whatever, seven and ten, and Justin Fields is your quarterback. Sorry, I'm still on with the sixteen game math there. Um, and Justin Fields is your quarterback, you're probably getting fired, right? If you go seven and ten, and Caleb Williams is like a rocket ship at the end of the year, like owners are probably going to look at that and say, okay, we got something, you know? Yeah. So there's even those subtle little things when you come when when, when you think about like people's individual job timelines. Um, how uh, kind of can we set the clock for people in the organization? there's just a lot of different things that point in the direction of of, of going with a rookie and it, and obviously a, a part of it too is that um you know like Ryan Poles and Matt Eberfuss can go to ownership and say, well we haven't had a chance to draft a quarterback in the first round yet, and this gives them the chance to do it."
0: Uh, You know, we saw the story that there was no running backs tagged. Can you go back into your mind when you start to look at how running backs started to be devalued? I'm sure you wrote about that at some point where it's like, yeah, it's about the receiver. It's about the quarterback. But, (laughs) I mean, here we are in 2024, no running backs tagged. This is where we are, Albert, right now.
3: Yeah, I mean, the 90s, right? Like I I think of, like, growing up and, I mean, to me, like, the holy trinity of running backs, like, when I was a kid was – was Emmett Smith, Barry Sanders, and Thurman Thomas, right? Like, those are the three guys. And um, it feels like that was the last, like, real golden age for the position. That doesn't mean we haven't had great players since, obviously. You know, Adrian Peterson was an out-of-this-world talent. Marshall Falk was a game-changer at that position. But, um, you know, really, I think the devaluing of the position sort of started after that. And if you want to pinpoint a hoodie, I think you can almost look at, like, the Broncos in the late 90s with Mike Shanahan. And you guys remember, like, Terrell Davis was dynamite those first four years for Shanahan in um, in Denver. But then, like, the four or five years after that, they kept churning out 1,000-yard rushers. mean, you guys remember the names, right? Like, Mike Anderson, Atlantis, Gary. Yep. Uh, Clint Porras was a great player, but, like, he was part of that assembly line. And I think, you know, it's just sort of the evolution of the game. And, um, you know, like, those guys got seen as replaceable. The shelf life thing became more and more of an issue for teams. You know, and then I think, you know, as the, as as you've seen, like, the high school game, um, you know, change, uh, kids are throwing the ball more, seven on seven, you see the best athletes sort of moving away from being running backs and moving towards being receivers or defensive backs. Like, there are a lot of guys out there, I think, that are receivers now that probably would have been running backs, like, 25, 30 years ago. Like, don't you guys think Odell Beckham would have been a, would have been a running back? I think his dad was, right? Yeah, he was. Yes, yes he was. Yeah, so, like, like, Odell Beckham, like, you look at his build, like, Maybe that, maybe Odell Beckham would have, been, would have been Marshall Falk 30 years ago. you know. So I think there are a lot of factors that have sort of played into that, into that evolution.
1: In terms of Justin Jefferson, Paul Allen, the voice of the team, was on yesterday up in Minnesota and said, and I guess he's got as good a source because he's got a pipeline right to the GM, mm-hmm. zero interest in them trading Justin Jefferson. Do you believe that?
3: They love Justin Jefferson. They mm-hmm. don't like him. They love him. Um, and they believe that he is a unique one-of-one type of talent. And I can tell you they felt that way. The guys who were in charge there, Klesi da and Kevin O'Connell, those guys felt that way from the minute they got there. So I think like every intention is <clears throat> to re-sign him and have him be a part of the Minnesota Vikings for the long term, I think he's still only 24 years old. You can look that, that up. That is, still,
1: that's correct.
3: Yeah, I think he's still only 24. So, like, say you say you go and draft a quarterback this year for you're them. Well, now you're giving your young quarterback the gift of, 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 of Justin Jefferson. And how much easier is that going to make things on him? And you can actually see where Justin Jefferson, because of his age, might still have seven, eight, nine years left in his prime. You know, so I think everything points to them doing everything they can to get a deal done. On the flip side, I've been covering the league long enough to know contract negotiations can go sideways. So that's the one caveat is could things get really ugly? Could like, the numbers get, you know, could there be a difference in opinion on value? And, and that makes things. I, I never rule that stuff out. So it's certainly possible in an environment where they could probably get a couple first round picks for a guy. That like something like that happens, but you know, I I don't think they're anywhere close to that happening right now.
0: and Albert Breer from Indianapolis on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back, Welcome back to Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago.
0: Albert Breer with us every Tuesday on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. I'd like to remind you we'll hear from Ryan Poles, the general manager for the Bears. You'll hear that right here at 9.15 on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. Just to follow up on the uh, J- Justin Jefferson, what about Kirk Cousins? We keep hearing, uh, Albert, about Kirk Cousins and whether or not he's going to stay a Viking. It, our conversation we had before we had you on was, so what's the future of the Vikings? If Detroit's good and if Green Bay's going to be a perennial playoff team, we just feel like Minnesota's just kind of hanging on on the, you know, on the edge of the playoff picture. So what about Cousins yeah. as a Viking? How's that look for next year?
3: Well, I think the, they've done a nice job of turning over their roster. Um, you know, and they... I, they offloaded a bunch of guys last year and they were still super competitive and you know, I think they've got a good like core of young players between Inter Jefferson, T J. Hawkinson and um, you know, Christian Derisaw. Like there's players there where it's like, okay, like, you know, we've got like the at least the beginnings of the cornerstones of the next era. Um, and I think the Kirk Cousins thing is simply gonna come down to where the market goes for him, and I think the Vikings are going to explore everything, like potentially trading up in the draft for a quarterback, all of it. Um, but you know, I do think a piece of this is there's been this precedent set between Kirk and the franchise where they've done two, one fully guaranteed contract, and another one that was basically fully guaranteed, and the Vikings love him. The Vikings want him back, but I don't think the Vikings are going there again. And that much was made pretty clear last year when they had talked. Um, that doesn't mean things aren't cordial, but you know, I think a lot of this is going to come down to what sort of offers are out there for Kirk and um, what, might, what might be available to him and if anybody's willing to, to go to the level that the Vikings did the last two times because I don't think they're going back there.
1: Did you, back to the Bears for a minute, last week, yeah. uh, curiously they made Shane Waldron and Eric Washington meet the media for the first time. They push, Wal- there's nothing controversial defensively, but Waldron's out there. Have you met with Justin yet? Now they both are in Lake Forest, for crying out loud. No, we exchanged a couple text messages. Justin doesn't have a playbook yet. Do you read anything into that? The playbook thing may, I don't know, maybe that's SOP, Standard Operating Procedure, but yeah. the fact that they're both in Lake Forest and neither one has crossed paths, I found curious
3: well i i bet justin herbert has a chargers playbook <laughs> right <laughs> um right. i mean yeah like that's i i like it's hard not to look at that and say well you know like if they had decided they were going forward with him um then they would have they would have given it to him right like they would have wanted him to get that jump and i think justin would have wanted it. justin's a great worker you know what i mean like and i think we all know that um what kind of kid he is and how conscientious he is! Like I don't think there's any question. Like he would be chomping at the bit to get it. So, um, so yeah. If that's the case, like then you know the logical conclusion is you got to be careful about giving the playbook to somebody who's not who might not be on your team next year. And um, and yeah. I mean, I think we all know the score here, though. I mean, it doesn't seem weird, does it? Like that seems like probably the way logically you would handle it if you were in the situation the Bears are. No.
1: Yeah, unless you were fully on board we're keeping right. Justin. Agree.
3: Right. I mean there's no I mean there's no need to I mean, like, A, it's still February, but B, like, you know, it's there's some risk involved. I mean, you know how these coaches are about these things. Like, you don't want that floating around out there and you know, I think they feel like they can trust Justin, but you know, it's not like it's not that like they're gonna be handing out the playbook to everybody this early in the process when they don't know who's gonna be on the team yet. Um you know, again, like if you've got somebody you know is gonna be on the team, I use the example of Justin Herbert with Jim Harbaugh and, and Greg Roman in, in LA. I mean my guess would be he probably has had a lot of those discussions already and he probably already has the playbook and all of that. Um, Justin's just in a very different situation.
1: I just wonder if Tyson Bajan has it yet.
3: Yeah, that's a good that's a good question. I, I, <laughs>
0: yeah, that's, right, secret so wait, that's
3: something that I can't like I that's a bad you're back referencing something there, I'm not sure.
0: Right. Well, what what, what, what no, Ty, no, huh? it's a secret agent man.
3: Oh, Tyson secret agent man! There yeah. you go. There <laughs> you go. All right.
0: Anytime yeah. he comes up, the music comes on.
3: There you go. That's <laughs> it. I like it. There you go.
0: What is in your phone that you haven't told anyone? There's got to be a lot of information. No Harbaugh talk, I'm sure.
3: Yeah. Um, you haven't asked me this question in a while, hoodie. So I'm not. I don't know if I'm completely prepared for it. Um, it's right
0: there. Just read what you have there. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean,
3: I, you know, you know what? I, you know, here's what I would say. I would say, like, I think this year's quarterback class is, you know, I like, I, 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 I think there's a, a pretty good consensus to the top three are, and after that, I've been surprised to see it's a little more all over the map than I thought. Like JJ McCarthy is kind of polarizing right now. Now we'll see if he can change that here in Indianapolis. Um, I don't know that the league is as high on Pennix as people think. Um, you know, Nix, I think is sort of this guy who's like the right, right kind of guy. And when you sit down with them, you're going to have a good experience with them. But like, is he limited, you know, and then Spencer Rattler sort of become this, this dark horse. Like, could he get into that mix? So I think it's a really good quarterback class. There's some depth there. And there's a lot of intrigue coming, I think. But you guys don't need to worry about any of that intrigue because the Bears have the number one pick, so they're going to get who they want. It is, it's, it's true.
0: It's just the McCarthy piece is very interesting because we, well, saw, we saw him in college. I mean, handed the ball off a lot, didn't throw the ball a lot. I just yeah. feel like he's a backup to whomever, you know, whatever team he goes to until he develops because he didn't have to throw the ball a lot in that Michigan yeah, system. Yeah,
3: it was funny. I saw, like, I saw, like, the news that he's going to throw at the combine. And then somebody re-quote tweeted it and said, well, that makes sense because we didn't get to see him do that in college. So, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, and, I, and, and look, like I think we're all going to be digging through the Caleb stuff. I mean, I will say this, guys. Like, I can tell you for a fact, like, this is not the beginning of the like, – I, I, some people are going to couch this, and Ryan might even, like, play it up this way at, at his pressure. I don't know. But, um, you know, like, a lot of people are going to, like, s- act like this is the beginning of the process with – with Caleb and the Bears, the Bears have done a crap load of work on him already. Correct. Um, now, they haven't had the chance to sit down with him in a formal setting, and obviously they'll have the chance to do that here, but if you're talking about the dad, the family, you know, the, the USC program, everything, they went out to LA um, and interviewed Zach Robinson and Cliff Kingsbury and did some fact-finding while they were there, so um, the Bears are already really well into their process with Caleb Williams, which I think like reflects well on on what they're doing and, and how they're building and where they're going from here. And, um, you know, I, I like put it this way. I don't think Ryan Poles, despite what he might say at the podium, I don't think he doesn't know what he, what he's going to do right now. I think he's got a pretty firm idea uh, of where the team is going. Not that he's telling a lot of people, but like I think he probably has a pretty firm idea of, of where he's going, just like he did when he came to the combine last year.
1: Albert, have a wonderful stay in Indianapolis. Our guys, Waddle and Sylvia, are going to be down there. We didn't get the trip this year. No invite. What happened? No invite, but I think we're getting the London experience when the Bears play there, so maybe we'll get to hang with you in London.
3: London and Indianapolis are very very alike. Yes, very similar. uh, Six, six of one half doesn't have another, right?
0: Yeah, the White Castle's still in the corner in London, too. <laughs> <laughs> have a great trip. We appreciate you. All right, thanks,
1: guys. See rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Don't worry, call the correct slam. By the way, our 8 a.m. hour brought to you by the Village of Bowlingbrook. Elevate your business at com. We talked about this last week. Anyone that listens to us on a regular basis... I didn't use the word he used, crap load of work. Yes. They have done incredible background work already on Caleb Williams. Uh, The guy I went to college with said the Bears were in L.A. They have talked to tons of Oklahoma teammates, Oklahoma coaches, USC teammates, USC coaches. They've worked up the family. And so far, there are no red flags. Everything comes back A+.
0: We'll see. And that's a, that's a positive in the right direction because that's the only thing that would have given me pause to say, don't take Caleb Williams at one. Correct. And again, I think it's very clear. And again, for some, it's, it's not clear. But I think it's very clear that the Bears are looking to be able to reimagine that quarterback position because with Justin Fields, it was good. But they want to be able to upgrade. It's funny how this works, Cap. That you're good with trying to upgrade the offensive line because that's, that's the thing that we bitch about the most. It'll protect the quarterback. How come the offensive line isn't bolstered? How come it's not better? How come there's not more weapons for the quarterback at the wide receiver spot? How come you don't have enough of a pass rush? We always are all good with trying to upgrade to those positions. But the quarterback, leave my guy alone. Correct. And that, that's where we are. Correct. I totally get it, man. When you have that kind of investment in a guy that you felt good about, that we all felt good about, by the way. I don't put myself to the side as a Bears fan. We all felt good about. But if the if the brass feels that they can be able to upgrade the position, that's exactly what you do.
1: And don't forget, we'll have Ryan Poles. We'll carry him live at 9.15. He speaks down in Indy. And then at 11.30, Coach Eberflus will speak. We will carry that on our ESP1000 app. You can get it on our stream and it will be great content.
0: Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings, seven to ten.